Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. Probably guessed from the title, so uh, probably don't need to tell you that. But hey, you know, I'm a giver, what can I say? Um, there'll be some stuff from the last week, probably be super depressing, um, but then hey, we'll get into some entertainment business and it'll really liven things up. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. If you are checking us out on YouTube, do us a favour and click for the uh, subscribe, click for notifications, that way you get updated for the new videos. Uh, And if you're not watching us on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. So here we go, this is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline Podcast. I just walked away from a work. I walked away from it. I was done a workout. Um, Cause I had to get my jobs done. Something I had to learn as a younger man many moons ago. Get your jobs done. My mother used to tell me that all the time. All the time. If you get your jobs done, then you've got time to do other things. And uh, growing up, I was like, yeah, but if you do other things, then you've done other things and you've not done your jobs. So surely that's better. But ultimately, the jobs are still there and you still have to do them. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things that if you get your jobs done, time for other stuff later. Um, so yeah. Just finished the workout. Um, yeah, I've had a little bit of an injury, um, and obviously, as you can imagine, I've done all of the things that are recommended for injury: um, rest the area, um, don't do anything to injure it further. Um, you know, lift light. What I mean when I say that is I've done none of that and I've just worked through the pain knowing full well that there was a high chance it was going to make everything worse. Um, So yeah, I've had a little bit of an injury one evening. I was lifting a bar from a seated position. I wasn't, I'm lying, I was putting a bar down whilst in a seated position and uh, my right elbow like like it was a mixture between like a click and a jar putting it down <clears throat> and from that point on uh, it hurt um, was made worse uh, spent a little bit of time playing a little bit of basketball with the girls uh, I say basketball it's uh, using a football on a, on a basketball hoop um, and I'm 6'2", and uh, they're not, so you know. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple of things whilst throwing the basketball, I was like, ooh, that, that tweaked it, like a real twisty, teary kind of thing. Um, so, yes, been working through an injury. Um, not a single thing that I've said up till this point was any of what I intended to talk about. And you know what that means, ladies and germs. That means that I know I haven't got anything to talk about. I could talk about my gravelly voice, if you like. This is a thing. It's amazing. Um, just happens randomly. Um, probably the virus related in some way. Uh, I don't have the virus, to my knowledge. Uh, but I have this this voice thing. Um, what I managed to work out is it's something to do with the <coughs> combination of the medications that I take 
and by medications I mean two asthma inhalers and a nasal spray for hay fever which I believe when you combine them in a certain combination very much like Tim Burton's Batman when the Joker poisoned the uh, chemicals but they would only work if they were used in conjunction with each other um, yeah if I use them in a certain way in a certain order it seems to cause this throat thing I've also got an earache which is doing my treeing it's been uh, going on far too long so there's all the ailments um, last few weeks I've been feeling like the podcast has been really depressing and do you know something what I was going to talk about this evening was going to be super depressing and I'm honestly not sure how it will how it would make me come across uh, and for that reason I'm not going to um, so I'm skirting around the issue the issue is that I don't have a lot to talk about so we know it's going to be an hour and a half podcast of me filling space um, it's not that it just it just happens what I mean when I say I don't have a lot to talk about I don't have a lot to talk about in the last week not a great deal has happened and that makes me like oh well nothing's happened so I've got nothing to talk about and I've got a podcast to do obviously when you look further down the list there's loads of stuff to talk about but because there's been not a lot from the week I'm like I panic so anyway let's move on I read a book now I know what you're thinking Cookie didn't even know you could read mate and you're not far off to be fair I have the re reading age of about uh, eight year old maybe um, so yeah you know readings, uh, readings one of those things as I like to say to people I've read more books in the last three years than I've read in my entire life um, um you know it it it, dwar it dwarfs um, up to the age of 37 you could probably count on let's be generous and say two hands the number of books I've read um, whereas now that's probably the number of books I read in a month apart from the last month because in the last month I have read one book um, I've already mentioned it and the reason why I'm mentioning it again I'm talking about it again is because I've finished said book the book is I went to get it because I wanted to make sure I wanted to feel inspired by holding it in my hands and then realise that I'd taken it downstairs the book is I believe called Enter Night now I have to look it up now I have to look it up it's the Metallica book did I mention that Enter Tonight beer. Ooh. Metallica. Enter Night. The Biography by Mick Wall. There are two different versions and their prices are very different. Wonder why. Um, a few things about this book one of them is the guy that wrote it I can't say I'm a huge fan um, which is then strange when I then tell you that since finishing the Metallica book I've bought another book by the same person only because I saw the book and was like oh that looks super interesting oh I bet that's a good read and then I saw the author and was like, holy shit, that's the book, that's the guy that's written the book I'm reading at the moment. It's a Led Zeppelin book, like 50 Years of Led Zeppelin, I think it is. Um, so, I 
can't remember where we were up to last we spoke. I finished the book. Um, very much a book that just gets quicker and quicker and quicker as it goes through. Like the first third of the book is very much Lazarus's early years, James Hetfield's early years. A little bit about Dave Mustaine. A tiny little bit about Ron McGovern. A lot more about Cliff Burton. Um, the release of Kill em All. Uh, the recording and release of Ride the Lightning uh, and then it sort of accelerates um, so the conversation about the recording and release of Master of Puppets, recording and release of obviously Cliff's death, the recording and release of Injustice for All, um, the Black Album and then um, I'm starting to wonder whether I've already told you I've finished this book. I don't think I can have done. When did I go into town? It's probably not the time to work this out. I'm going to have to carry on like I haven't told you I've finished it. Um, some upsides to the book. Uh, it talks very poorly about load reload and that era uh, likewise it talks very poorly about St Anger um, speaks reasonably highly about um, Death Magnetic doesn't talk overly highly about S&M which I, I didn't overly agree with um, there's a mention of an album that I'd completely forgotten about its existence but also goes on to say about how its existence has been forgotten about so I was a bit like oh you know at least it kind of the book sort of shared a lot of my opinions which is sort of strange when I'm saying I don't really like the author um, shortest version is the author is clearly somebody who, through the entire book, saw himself as a friend, I guess, of Lars Ulrich. Um, and I feel, personally, for somebody who's writing a biography, that that's not a great place to start from. Um, each of the members of that band are very different, especially now. Um, they're all very different to each other. Um, and to consider yourself to be a friend of one of the members is going to then lean more towards that person and their opinion. Um, there are various points where the author doesn't talk overly highly of James Hetfield. Um, I knew that James Hetfield had taken a lot of stick over the years for various ways of living. Um, I felt that that was in some ways remedied by his being on the Joe Rogan podcast. Because um, it was an opportunity for him to get his opinion across, talking to somebody who shared a lot of his opinions. Um, and somebody who in a lot of ways I largely respect it kind of even the balance basically there was a whole thing about him him and his hunting um i not a huge fan of hunting uh, i'm i'm a vegetarian um but there's a part of me that sees i guess i kind of respect it uh chris pratt got into a, a lot of trouble because he done this thing about killing and um, like preparing the meat of an animal got into a lot of trouble for it sort of trouble he had a lot of backlash um, and his sort of take was you know this 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 food this meat will feed my family um, there's no waste and so on and so forth um, Joe Rogan big hunter bow hunter you know I think the further removed you are from um, 
pulling a trigger on a gun um, I think I respect it more um, and ultimately you know it is where we came from we were hunter-gatherers so there's that aspect um, so I listened to listen to James Hatfield talk about um, his views around things like that and I felt that in a lot of ways it kind of redeemed him because that's just that's a certain view there are, he's not the only person in the world that thinks like that so it's kind of like eh, fair enough um, if I'm honest um, because of the part his portrayal in the book um, it did make me think less of him and there are a lot of things that I didn't know about him and his personality um, and now I know them I'm like I do not agree with those views um, and it has it has tinted my view of him um, but I don't have to agree with his views to like his music um, I think is is ultimately where that goes naive in some ways I guess but um, you know there's gonna it would need to be something fairly substantial for me to stop enjoying the music that he makes and I, I've you know I've been through pretty much all of it um, you know I always say I live through load reload St Anger um, I once told somebody that Load was possibly the best album ever made. It haunts me. It really does. It haunts me. Um, the, the, the naivete of youth, I guess. So, I read the book. Um, it was longer. It took me a month to read. Uh, it might have even taken longer. Might have been more like a like a six month, not six months. Jesus, six weeks. Uh, it was just a weighty book, just a weighty book. Um, we're letting the laptop go dark. I think I did it last week. I'm scared. Um, so yeah, I, I finished the book. You know, it ultimately ends talking about. Um, sort of where Metallica are going to go from where they are at the point at the end of the book um, it doesn't cover um, hardwired to self-destruct um, that's is that because I, I always just call it hardwired um, H we're going to H it will not. Will it be under M? It will not because apparently I don't have it on my phone. Is that true? Artists. M. Metallica. Oh, there. I do not have it on my phone. That's amazing. Ugh. Uh, to to hardwired to self-destruct. Okay, that was a, a longer process than it needed to be. Um, so where we are now compared to where the book finishes, you know, there is a little bit missing, but round about the sort of the death magnetic and beyond point, um, I imagine it's largely been very similar there's been um, there are a couple of albums like side albums uh, they're just releasing S&M 2 uh, which I hate to say it but everything I've heard from it sounds pretty awful honestly don't know what the deal there is um, and there was an acoustic album that all within my hands I think it was like a charity thing not great um so, yes, it was a book very interesting, um, 
I did sort of say I'd um, I'd sort of let you know once I'd finished it uh, I don't talk about all the books I talk about some of the books um, there was a time where I was going to talk more about books um, but as weeks go I, I, I imagine that was largely going to be I read this page and this happened so I talk about some books some books that have bigger, bigger impact than others uh, some in, in a negative way uh, some in uh, yeah no not really it's a mostly a negative way isn't it um, but you know those are, those are often the things that stand out I was going to talk about some of the DC fandom stuff but realised that not a lot of my reviews of things were going to be great everybody's losing their mind over the Batman um and I'm like, yeah, it looks good. Um, but I think it's just turned into a competition of, let's make it dark and gritty. Let's make it dark and gritty. Can we make it darker? Can we make it grittier? I think ultimately, we're forgetting that we're talking about, you know, a man that dresses as a bat. Um, but, like I say, I was going to talk about it. And I have a little, but I'm not. I'm not going to dwell. That is that is all from the week, um, and it's not even from the week. It's just I, I, I finished a book. It's a big achievement for me. Um, and of all the things I could talk about now, I'm trying to keep it light today. So uh, let's talk about some other shit, shall we? We're straight into pet love, pet hate, and I've done that thing. I can't imagine people are going to like it. Because I've, I've done it already once during this segment. But I'm going to do it again. This week's pet love is phone reminders. Um, I have a terrible memory. Terrible. Um, when I was a child... Um, probably not a child more of a teenager but you know when you've got that little bit of responsibility like you have to do things um, I would just forget there was there was the, and don't get me wrong there was a, a percentage of me that didn't want to do things uh, you know jobs and things like that so that was probably why I would forget but and, and that came across as as laziness I was lazy so you know that that's probably why but ultimately it was just I just couldn't remember things weirdly like X number of years later you know where I am now I look back and there's so much that I don't remember um, I, I, I started to wonder if it's some sort of condition um, I kind of work on the principle that if somebody says to me, do you remember this? That more often than not, I'm like, uh, yeah, I do. So I just need somebody to say that all the time. Because I got to the point that I, you know, I'm like, I just didn't, I don't remember. I didn't remember. I forgot. And it sounded like an excuse, but it, it genuinely wasn't. I did. I just don't remember stuff. Um, I am the guy that walks into every room and goes what are you coming here for? you know that's me um, I've forgotten to do stuff that I've been repeating over and over again remember to do this, remember to do this, remember to do this, remember to do this walk out of the room, go into another room because I've stopped repeating it I'm like what was I supposed to do? why can't I remember? It, it's that, that's, that's the level wrap um, I tried a notebook for a real short amount of time I tried a notebook <laughs> and you know the joke that's coming until I forgot to take the notebook with me the places I went so I was like this notebook system is not working then came the addition of set a reminder on your phone we've all heard that phrase we've all heard that phrase set a reminder on your phone that way you won't forget and it's a, it's a fantastic system for me because 
I will forget. I set reminders on my phone that are shopping lists for the shop I'm going to. Like I go to Tesco's every now and then, get some bits. And when I go, before I go, the, usually the day of or the day before, I start writing a reminder and I estimate the time that I'm going to go to Tesco. I set the reminder to go off half an hour before I'm about to go to remind me in case there's anything I've forgotten. Unpack that one, ladies and germs. Mmm. Drinking a coffee at ten to nine. Sure that'll go well. Things got a little late this evening. I've not even had my tea yet. So I love a good phone reminder. And you know what I love even more than a good phone reminder? Doing the thing that I've set a reminder for before the reminder goes off. Love it. Ooh, that should be. That's like a double pet love. Phone reminders and doing the thing before the reminder goes off. Love it. So, this week's pet love is phone reminders. This week's pet hate is phone reminders. So, here's how it breaks down. For how much I love them, because they do save me a lot, largely. I have been in a situation and, you know, you set a reminder on your phone and for some reason it's like, hmm, I'm not going to remind you about that. Tough. You know, those are the times that I'm like, you had one job. The fuck? But the reason that this week's Petal and Pet are the same as they have been previously, um, if you're anything like me, I'll give you an example. It's not an example, it's exactly how it is. Are you ready? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 reminders on my phone. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. So half of them are weekly. One of them is fortnightly. One of them is set for a week today. One of them is set for January. One of them is set for the end of October. One is set for Wednesday. No, two are set for Wednesday and one is set for tomorrow. It's a shitload of reminders. But, as we said, I am shit at remembering stuff, so I need them. But, if you're anything like me, with the number of reminders you've got there, every single time you check your phone, it's there. It's on the screen. New reminder. And you look at it and you go, oh, fuck, I haven't done that. I'll do it in a minute. Actually, no. No, I won't. I'll, I'll do it in half an hour. Should I move the reminder on? No, I'll leave it for now because then it's there on the screen. So if I check my phone again, I know it's there and I know I need to do it. An hour later, check your phone. Ah, oh, I didn't do that thing. Ah, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it now. Will I be able to do it? Can I do it later? Tell you what. I'll leave it there for now. Actually, no. What I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll move it on. I'll move it on until this evening. So you go into your phone, you change the reminder that was set for 8 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that's the answer. Set it. Fire and forget. I've got a reminder on my phone that I've been snoozing. One of the Wednesday ones, I've been snoozing that for two weeks. And here's the thing. It's a job I went to do. And I went to do it. Uh, I, it's a, I need to print a photograph. So, um, I've got a photo frame. I want to put um, a photo, or maybe a collection of photos, of my girls in this photo frame. 
and I had this one picture which I'd I put two together to make one picture. Looked lovely. Uh, it was like a, kind of like a mirror image thing. They were both doing a very similar thing. They were in a very similar setting. I was like, that that picture's awesome. I want to get that printed. Uh, and then I'll get one of the little guy in a similar setting. And then that's that. I've got to put him in the frame. Went to, I went to do the job. I'm in the shop doing the job. And the, the printer is like, cool, select your picture. I was like, that one. And it went, cool, this is what it'll look like. I was like, all right, you're cutting off the two people in the picture. That's awesome. And since then, I'm like, I'll just print the pictures separately. Uh, so I need to remember to go and do that. Yeah, two weeks currently. And I, I'm convinced I'm going to do it any day now. Wednesday, apparently. I'll keep you posted. So the reason that I love them and hate them is I just spend my life diarying them on. You know, the ones that go off weekly, I'm like, uh, uh, I'll do it in a minute. Uh, but mostly they get done that day because they have to be done. That's why they're set. Like podcast stuff. But some of them... I'm like, ah, oh, just, I'll do it in a minute. So, this week's Pet Love, Pet Hate, ultimately is the same thing, because I love and hate phone reminders. Um, I watched some films. No, the word, some. Um, I watched a movie last night, just for shits and giggles. Um, so, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, I've been reading through this, this Metallica book, so I've been going on this, like, uh, journey through history, uh, and then I've done, like, a, pe a playlist where I was listening to music, so, uh, I think I did mention this, I start at Ride the Lightning, go all the way up to Load, nothing from Load, nothing from Reload, three songs from St. Anger, uh, S&M's in there as well. And then... The current stuff. Death Magnetic. Hardwired Soft Strip. But it made me want to look at the... Because like this stuff mentioned in the books about the films. Um, so I'd watched... Year and a Half in the Life of Metallica. Which I believe I must have told you about. And I watched Some Kind of Monster. So... Um, some kind of monster gets a lot of flack there's a lot about it in the book um, but it gets a lot of flack uh, because it shows this huge like this mega band uh, as fragile I've seen it a few times I was you know, one of the few people I know who have seen it more than once I've seen it a few times not more than once, a few times I personally believe it has its place in Metallica history, just like I believe St. Anger has its place in Metallica history. Um, ultimately, they needed to do a piss-poor album to get it out of their system, to close certain chapters of certain books, to be able to make what I consider, I've been listening to it recently, what I consider to be one of the best Metallica albums, which is Death Magnetic. Um, so, I believe the movie has a place. So I watched it. And I was like, I was very critical this time. I was like, oh, you know, I've read a lot about it. And I was like, do you know what's the worst thing about this film? It's a collection of people who are just out for themselves. They are attached to Metallica. But they don't give a shit. They are just in it for themselves. The um, the therapist only cares about himself, doesn't care about them. The filmmakers, they only care about themselves, don't care about the band. Bob Rock only cared about himself, didn't care about them. It was just a collection of people that didn't care just uh, in a lot of ways it felt like they were like feeding off them 
And you know, you've got to think this is a, a multi, multi, multi million dollar, hundreds of millions of dollars. What is it Jason Newstead said in it? Squillions and squillions of dollars. And he's right. Um, I think there's a bit in the book that talks about how, like, that year, through, like, various revenue streams they were going to make like 280 million dollars um, and then there was more on top of that um, for something so yeah this time I watched it with a certain eye and just realised that it's just, a load of, it's just a collection of people that are just out for themselves which again it just comes back to that, that sadness of fame people just see you as a a meal ticket, a cash cow, a, a whatever, just a way for them to further themselves rather than you furthering yourself. Um, just sad, really. A lot of it's sad, you know. The whole Jason thing, I always felt sorry for Jason. Um, weirdly, in the book, though, the book sort of details more about him as a person. And just sort of goes on to say that there was always this, there was always this sadness that was there. It wasn't just their constant berating of him. There was always this sadness there. Um, so you know, I can you know I can sympathise and understand that sort of thing. So um, yeah, just. Very sad, all of it really. Um, I watched an actual movie, actual movie, and then I watched another movie. This is what this is the level we're at, people. From non to squillions. Uh, I watched the Netflix original, The Old Guard. Um, really up and down on this one, so. Um, knew it was coming out then it came out got a lot of hype at the time I was like I want to see that film for a few reasons Mortal Soldiers sort of angle I'm, I'm already on board Charlie's Theron definitely on board um, look cool based on a comic blah 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 blah, blah. I'm in we're supposed to watch it on a particular night and then something had come, come out uh, something had happened which had delayed things and Leanne ended up reading some reviews of the film which the film wasn't reviewed very highly she's like this film's not got very good reviews so then it turned into this are we watching it are we not we've got other stuff to watch so it was a bit like well should we just not bother and I'll watch it on my own no 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 let's still watch it okay let's still watch it so we watched it. And if you've seen any kind of trailer for that film, unfortunately you've seen one of the better bits of it. I know how trailers work, don't worry. Um, I was asked once it finished for my review. My review was, it was good, but it was slow. Um, it's a two, it's a two-hour film, and um, yeah, it was a two-hour film. That's all I'll say on that. Um, there's some stuff right at the very beginning. It's very sort of like it grabs you straight away. Um, but like I say, if you've seen any trailers, you'll have seen that bit. And then it just sort of like it gets quite slow. Um, always look at things like that it's like well why uh, obviously there's a lot of special effects um, in a lot of ways you know you have to do people getting injured and then being getting healed um, so you know that that probably takes a lot to do um, as a lot of films do it all work towards uh, a particular sort of end um, me being me, um, 
there was a couple of things that I'd kind of worked out. You know when a film goes, hey, here's a character. This character's doing this. When a film does that, I go, bad guy. And then, shockingly, dun, 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 bad guy. I'm like, yeah, I knew that. So it goes on a bit and it's like, hey, here's another character. They're doing this. Bad guy. Dun, dun, dun. Bad guy. I'm like, I know. Hey, we're going to tell you this piece of information. It doesn't matter at all. So that's what's going on in the film. That's exactly part of the story. Guess what? That was actually part of the story. It's like, I don't... I've been told that I overanalyze films. Um, I think that comes from... Um, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. I'm not going to tell it all because it'll take a really long time. But I, years and years and years ago, I didn't see a twist in a film. Uh, that film was Sixth Sense. I didn't know he was dead. Spoilers, by the way. Shit. Um, until the end. Like, when you're supposed to work it out. Uh, and I had a conversation with my father on the phone. Uh, and I was like, man, I can't believe it. Could you believe that, that he, he was, you know, spoilers, he was dead all that time? And he was like, well, yeah, it was obvious. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. And we got into this big argument, debate, whatever. Um, and I think since then I've been a bit like, I don't want to get caught out by a film again. Because, you know, when you go back and look at it, it's like, oh yeah, it was kind of obvious. Um, you know, Fight Club, stuff like that. You know, the film, films that are famous for having twists. So I just sit and I'm like, oh my God, I need to analyse what's happening right now. But I do it too much. So when a film's trying to shock you, even if it's just a little bit, I'm like, yeah, I knew that. Um, so yeah, when a, when a film goes, here's a, here's a character yeah yeah I'm like bad guy here's something that you don't need to know right now I'm like pot twist um, we're going to mention another character who's not in the film they'll be in it at the end um, stuff like that so I, I overanalyze things um, and ultimately it ruins things for me I get that um, and that might lead me to give um, a lesser review. I found recently that I, I I feel compelled to give bad reviews because for some reason I think that, that, that if I don't give something a bad review it's like I'm not paying attention. I don't know. Unpack that one. What am I unpacking to do today? I will come to something shortly. Um, and I'm like, I've got to give it a bad review because I can't say it's it's good or it's perfect. Got to give it a bad review. Uh, the old guard is <coughs> uh, it largely does what it says on the tin. Depends what you're looking for. Um, there's not a huge amount of depth. Back end of the film is very good. Um, yeah, it was it was fine. I mean, six six and a half, seven out of ten if you want to score. Um, that sort of area. Um, so yeah. Um, I watched another film. I watched a film last night. A film I've been talking about for a long time. A film that I um, I really wanted to see so much so that I didn't watch it. Um, I watched El Camino. So you guys know the story uh, Breaking Bad hands down my favourite uh, all time TV show uh, I think it is categorically the best TV show um, and you know you've been you've been with me on the ride uh, and a large reason why I rewatched Breaking Bad recently was because of El Camino um I wanted to be ready, I wanted to be prepped, I wanted to be up to date with the information needed to watch that film. But there was a problem. 
if there's one thing you can say about Breaking Bad and I think this came out a lot around the time of the mention of, mention of El Camino and stuff like that if there's one thing you can say about Breaking Bad kind of ties everything up at the end doesn't it so the argument would be some people would could maybe say no um, and I get that I do but I didn't need any more um, it came out at reasonable reviews I think it was one of the first Netflix movies that had a cinema release Possibly. So, you know, it was, it was a big thing. But, also, I know that um, Aaron Paul really struggled to leave the role of Jesse Pinkman behind. Just like... Uh, what's his name? Charlie Hunnam really struggled to leave the role of Jax Teller behind. I get it, I understand it. Um, when you pour a massive amount in, you put a lot of emotion in, you put a lot of you put a lot of yourself into it, you know. Do we need to talk about um, playing the Joker? Let's just put, let's just leave it there. Uh, when you put a lot in um, a piece of you's left behind. Uh, I get it. But you know, you're an actor, move on. There's, there's other projects out there in the world um, so you know like I say I get it but um, so I'd heard some of the reviews saying that ultimately it, even though it was a film and it was an event and so on and so forth it was just another episode it's like uh, we didn't really, we didn't quite fully finish it up. So here's another episode, um, which I think I might have been more okay with if they'd have just been like, oh, what you want another episode? Well, well here's another episode. There, that that's the end. Um, so. Having watched it, there's a few things I have to say about it. One, and unfortunately, let's let's get this out of the way first. Unfortunately, I do feel largely like it it wasn't necessary. I don't feel that it pushed the story on any because the story was largely standalone. Um. So there, I've said it. That is that. Um, I thought I thought there were, there were um, a lot of characters that played their parts very well. Um, to give him all of his dues, Aaron Paul was very good in it. Uh, the guy that plays Badger was good. Skinny Pete, the guy that plays Skinny Pete, uh, I think he did an amazing job. Um, playing that role but I feel that his pinnacle of playing that role was actually in that film uh, I was I thought he was really good um, outside of that uh, largely unnecessary couple of comments one anybody who hasn't seen it well, this won't mean anything but anybody has seen it you know um, I, I wrote on my list fucking Todd um, there are certain characters that, that have been in certain things that I have absolutely despised um, Connor in Angel um, Todd is Possibly one of the most vile creations. Um, I, I, he's one of those that people that he just 
like when you're watching him he makes he makes your skin crawl um, one of those things though obviously because there'd been this big gap a few a few people that were in it uh, you know it's supposed to be like the same day as the as the last episode <laughs> a lot of the people that were in it had put on quite a lot of weight Todd being one of them um, his character is vile obviously he's supposed to be I get that I think there's also some kind of I think he's supposed to be portraying some kind of I don't know if it's like a learning difficulty like a like like a disability I think he's supposedly portraying or he's portraying a true sociopath like the way to, like somebody dies and he has no emotion whatsoever um, so it could be that or he could be or he could have sort of a, a slight learning difficulty or maybe a bit of both um, but yeah I got like halfway through this film and I was just like oh god I'd almost forgotten how much I despised that character um, and it, in a lot of ways he's worse in in, in El Camino um, this is a spoiler um, so take that as, as it, in its truest meaning um, Brian Cranston's in it uh, Walter's in it uh, there's a flashback uh, and a scene in a diner um, I don't know what the freaking hell they were thinking but either they have digitally removed his hair or they've given him like a, a like a bald cap kind of situation all I could think the whole time I was watching it was just just shave your head just shave your head it's hair it grows back it'll be fine I can only presume like for whatever other roles he had going on that wasn't an option but Jesus it looked super weird whatever the hell they'd done he just had this weird shaped head it looked really weird um, quite a few returning characters um, through flashbacks or just because um, which is cool um, it was you know it was reasonably enjoyable it just just it just wasn't necessary in my opinion um, you know that's kind of it's kind of that I've watched some TV I've got I've done it all this week done it all jeez done it all uh, right well let's rattle through these because some of them well I mean they're all ongoing I haven't finished any of them Umbrella Academy uh, I've watched two episodes since the last time I mentioned it one of them was like completely pointless episode completely pointless nothing happened in it um, I've not been fully on board with this series as I've already mentioned because of the issues I've already mentioned uh, the moment you introduce time travel into anything I immediately lose interest because time travel is never done right except at the end of Deadpool 2 um, but then I watched another episode which I did not have high hopes for at all uh, and that turned out to be one of the best episodes has been so far so a real contrast between those two episodes um, it feels very much like I just kind of want to get it finished up um, I never think that's overly great um, if you're trying to just get through something um, I think I just maybe it is a good thing maybe I just want to know what happens uh, maybe it's that but 
I do feel very much like uh, I just want to. I just want to. Uh, maybe I just want to know. Um, I'll keep plugging away at it. I think this series has more episodes. I think there's like twelve episodes, and I think I might be five, six, seven episodes in it. Possibly, don't know. Um, what I can tell you is well, I can't. I was, I was just, I was just surreptitiously looking at something to tell you that I was going to watch something. Um, the internet has lied to me, so bad internet. That's very bad internet. Um, I'll keep posted with the Umbrella Academy stuff. Uh, yeah. Speaking of series that I'm plugging away at, um, I watched two, maybe three episodes of series one of what we do in the shadows. Taking me a long time to get through this, uh, not because it's not good. Um, I, I have to sit and I have to watch it. I can't be distracted. Uh, I can't have it on when I'm supposed to be doing other stuff because it's too much of a distraction. So I have to be able to dedicate the time to sit down and watch it. And as I'm sure you can understand and, and know by now, that is very limited time in my in my existence. But Sunday morning I had the opportunity to sit down and watch it. I say that my internet has been shocking uh, recently to the point that I think I'm actually going to have to contact them and say yeah what the what the f's going on here then so yeah um so it took me quite a it was quite painful to try and watch it um but i did get through at least two episodes um possibly three it's fantastic um it really is it's it's the best thing I've seen on TV for for a while. Um, it's just really good. Um, and like with anything that is good, it's very hard to review. Uh, I might do a sort of a series one review, maybe when I get sort of uh, further when I get to that point. Uh, there was an episode that had loads of like loads of. of of cameos in Batista was in it or Dave Batista is in there um, Tilda Swinton the two um, oh, Jesus Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clements Jesus Christ were in it one of the other guys from the film was in it and I think there was somebody else. I can't think. All in the same episode. Very good. Um, it's just... Yeah. It's fantastic. It's super fun. Super enjoyable. Um, just, yeah, great TV. Um, I was dubious about it as well when I started. Something else that, uh, that I have been watching, uh, getting through... Um, you'll know about uh, my enjoyment of uh, the car shows, the, the, the transforming car shows, not transformers, um, taking, you know, old cars and transforming them into uh, into cool cars. Um, I've watched a series of these, one of those is Rust Valley Restorers. Shockingly, on Netflix the other day, and I'm like, why is Rust Valley Restorers saying that it's trending or whatever Netflix has? turns out new episodes i'm like wow that that show has a fast turnaround i am not complaining i enjoy it um i'll start that um uh, three or four episodes into that don't know how many there are in this series um but it's enjoyable i'm glad they've got the destruction derby episode out of the way because i really don't like those episodes as i've mentioned previously um, it's good, I'm enjoying it. Uh, seems to be a lot more. Oh, this person who works in the shop, uh, they're restoring a car. Let's let let's follow them. Like, yeah, okay. 
Um, but you know, still fun. Let's talk about games. Uh, Games-wise, uh, it's all very, very much, very much of a muchness. I have uh, again played the Avengers beta because it was available again this weekend. What I can say is it saved my progress from the last time. On one hand, cool. On the other hand, nothing new to play. So it was a bit like this game doesn't have the depth to not have new stuff to play. So I played it a little bit. Did like a couple of missions, the like the bigger missions. It was like, yeah, this game is. It just feels dated. It feels like a game from older generations. And if it was, that'd be acceptable. But it's not, so it's not acceptable. Um. So I played it for a little bit, but then I went back to playing Ghost of Tsushima. I fully expected to finish that game last night. Uh, I can confirm that I did not finish that game last night. Um, it was one of those where it was like, what I thought was the last mission turned out to be like, oh, before we do that, let's go and do this. Okay, that's fair. Oh, and before we do it, let's go and do this as well. Mm, yeah, all right. Oh, let, let's just do this real quick before we go. All right, then. And then it was like, right, let's do it now. Obviously, this is going to be like a big, like a big battle, uh, which it was. I thought that would be the end. It was not. Uh, and I looked at the time. I was like, I'll save it there. I'll come back. Finishing that mission also unlocked that area, which revealed that there's a lot of stuff I haven't collected. So I'm going to go and collect all the bits and bobs and then go and do the next mission. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's the last mission. Um, obviously having not finished it I can't give you the, the full review um, but like I say I think, I'm, I think I'm close to the end at this point in time um, just a quick a quick aside um, recently discovered uh, I want to get into the Oculus Link uh, that's, my, that's my big next my next big thing to the point that I think I will um not get the uh, a, a, a next gen console and instead put that money into getting a graphics card. Um, I found an interesting thing through reading a review for a cable, uh, a link cable. Found that um, there's a way to do like streaming to the Oculus Quest without a cable. You can uh, use a thing called virtual desktop. Um, which is a cheaper than pretty much every single cable I've seen and a review video I watched recently of one of the like the VR guys that I kind of tune into reviewed the virtual desktop setup better than the official Oculus Link cable so that was like sweet because um, there was a part of me that was probably going to end up looking at getting the official cable um, and that was like everybody said it's like $80 but I think it was also £80 so that was that was going to be a hard no but probably also a yes um, so what it's brought me back to is I need to find enough money to fit my PC with a graphics card and then ideally um, get a couple of games so as with these sorts of things it's not just the price of the graphics card I have to take into account and that is why I haven't done it yet um, yeah so I was just a, a thing uh, I was just looking at the quest and remembered that that was something I discovered recently so there we go that's it for this week uh, thanks for joining me on this uh, on this wild ride and uh, until next time we'll say bye So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done. Another one gone. Another week gone. It'll be nearly that time before long and, you know, we can't talk about that time now, obviously. But it will be. 
YouTube watchers, do subscribe. It's the right thing to do. And, you know, you want to do the right thing. Even though the voices tell you not to. Uh, everybody jump over to cookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Send us some uh, some social media love. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. If you send us one of those, I'll read it out on air. Unless it's got the rude words in. Then, uh, well, then I'll probably still read it out. So there we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Bye.